106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Habakkuk said, Lord, please tell me what you're doing. And God said, no, I'm not going to tell you, Habakkuk. Because if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe it. If God today told us what he's doing in the world, we wouldn't believe it. Don't you think God's given up and God's abdicated and God's left the throne? He hasn't. He's still on the throne. And those of us that know him put our trust in him and him alone. I don't put my trust in Washington. I don't put my trust in the United Nations. I don't put my trust in myself. I don't put trust in my money. I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. When all the rest of it fails and crumbles and shatters, he'll be there. Yeah, as I've seen a lot of comments on my stuff, my videos are being removed almost immediately after I've been posted. I have had four videos taken down as of today. They are removing everybody's stuff. I mean, even if you go over to Trump's Twitter, almost every other post that he has made is flagged right now. Here's what I have to say in regards to this. We can see what's going on and how they are trying to keep us silent right now. If we do not take a stand now, our freedoms will vanish. I'm not waiting for my kids to do this when it's going to be harder and riskier for my kids to stand up for their rights. I will keep posting. I am going to save every video. And if anything, my videos will go up on Clapper, Parlor, Twitter, Instagram. I will post them everywhere. I'm not going to stay quiet. And y'all know that. Let's go. All right, y'all. I do not know what happened to my last video, but we're just going to move on. I will tell you, though, that if Trump is reelected, stuff like that won't happen anymore. We have bigger issues to deal with here. There's going to be a recount in Wisconsin and Michigan, probably other states, too. Now, here's the challenge, though. All of these media companies are sitting there saying, you know, you go on these you go on these political like fact check places. Guess who runs? those Democrats. Of course, they're going to freaking put on there that it's BS. That's why y'all have us. We just want the truth out there. We still believe in America. Let me just warn y'all. The news is probably going to announce that Biden won probably today or tomorrow. And there's going to be a whole bunch of excitement and all this stuff. We need to keep our cool. Chill as a cucumber, baby. Now, if the news outlets announced that Joe Biden has become the new president and they're all stoked and all the Democrats are celebrating and it gets overturned in the Supreme Court. I made a video a couple of months back about a civil war. That wasn't a joke. Y'all think the riots over George Floyd and all these other instances were bad. If y'all did, you were in for a brutal awakening. If he gets announced the winner by media outlets, one, how do they have any say in it? But America is going to turn into a hell hole if they overturn it and say that Trump wins. And all of us will be happy and stoked, 
but the Democrats are going to go nuts. So have a plan. Don't just hope for Trump to get reelected and then say, okay, Trump's reelected. Let's go back to 7-Eleven, get a couple of Slurpees and a Yoo-Hoo. I can promise you that if Trump gets reelected, if they overturn it, and you get caught out in public in a big city wearing a Trump t-shirt, you're gonna get jumped. To me, I say, okay, go right ahead, I'm ready. But I'm prepared. I wanna make sure that y'all are because this is not even close to over and it is going to get ugly. We have one side, the left, who are sitting there saying that Trump is a liar and that he's talking about fraudulent stuff that never happened and all this stuff. And then you've got the right who's saying, okay, well, if you don't say it's fraudulent, then show us. Let us come into the ballot counting places. Let us see what y'all are doing. It's like when you're dating a chick and she's all worried about if you're cheating on her. If you are and she asks for your phone, you're gonna be like, oh no, I forgot, what's my passcode again? Uh, I got dementia like Joe Biden. I know this is a tough time, but we gotta stay positive. Good evening to you. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And uh, it is freezing cold up here in Northern California. We're kind of wimps over here in California. Just a little cold is freezing cold to us. So you over there in Utah, Idaho, <clears throat> you think, oh, these guys are such wimps. Anyway, it's cold tonight. That means the druggies are slowed down and the tweakers are inside. And there's not so much activity. There's not so many drive-bys going on over here in California. It's quiet tonight. And um, we just finished up a trauma intervention program meeting tonight. That's where we got our 911 calls. And we spent a lot of the meeting discussing all the difficulties of working around all the rules that we're getting in our society over here regarding the CCCP virus, the communist virus that has been unleashed on America, and how the globalists, including Gavin Newsom and his health officer, Dr. Fong Lu, are trying to shut down our entire state and the counties that I dwell in up here in Yuba-Sutter counties, the two counties up here in Northern California that I hang out in. And we had to, uh, we're just discussing all the ways that they've just made life miserable <clears throat> and trying to convince everybody that this is a deadly, a deadly disease, liars. So thank you for listening to us today. This is the episode number 85, and it uh, is uh, coming out on November 14, 2020. Somebody posted the other day, how many years have we actually been in 2020? That's how I feel. I was feeling like a little funky today, just like discouraged, man. Listen to all this election fraud and the thought of having to live with uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden for four years running this and all the different crazies running in this country after we've had four years of blessed 
leadership under, under President Trump with uh, amazing millions and millions and millions and millions of people working that never had a job before, blacks and Hispanics, more and more blacks and Hispanics and minorities, work, 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 work. People could earn their own living and were happy about it. Now we're going to go back the other way unless there is a miracle of God in store. Some people believe there's going to be a miracle happen. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> you can get ripped off in this life. I've been ripped off in business a number of times. I was in the right, did the job. People didn't pay the bill or they just, they deceived or they, somebody stole something from you, right? Can happen. So whether or not we're going to, whether or not there's fraud or there's theft in these, or, uh, monkeying around with a vote there's no question about that the question is is are they going to be able to root it out and get a ruling that trump is going to be with us for another four years a lot of republicans don't want him there because they love the swamp they like the smell of the swamp they like the taste of the swamp republicans and democrats no state in the union is more screwed up than California. And in, in the, you know, they pay, I, I got her name, Jessica Patterson, I think is her name. She's the head of the Republican Party in California. You know how much they pay her? The article, I, it, I thought, you must have added some zeros to this. They pay this woman $250,000, what, to ring, drink wine down there in Orange County or San Diego County? The gal didn't do Jack Diddley during this whole campaign. Didn't even endorse the recall Gavin effort. I wonder if she would have put, leaned into the Tamika Hamilton, uh, Tamika Hamilton race, whether she would have been able to turn over uh, John Garamendi up here in the third district. If she would have could have taken the vote out of Yuba Sutter, she'd have been our new congressman. Just when you got down there to Yolo and Solano County, she got her butt kicked down there. Well, you can listen to us a couple ways. You figured out one of them. You either found us through a podcast source at No Hostages Radio, or you went to NoHostagesRadio.com and got us there. So, uh, as you can see on that website, you can listen to us and listen to all the back uh, episodes, as well as read a bunch of articles. If you want to reach out to me, you can at uh, no, Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com, L-O-U at NoHostagesRadio.com. Go ahead and email me. I'll answer you whether you like me or not. If you want to dial me up or call or text, you can at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. I am on the left coast. Um uh, if you do, if you call me in the middle of the night, I'll do my best to, because I answer the phone around the clock because I answer it for trauma intervention program for follow-up calls from our clients. So we try not to have anybody go to voicemail, but sometimes uh, I'm on the other line. It has to go there. Don't, don't fret. I don't screen my calls that way. So that's enough of that. Uh, I think I covered all the ways of connect and, uh, I want to mention right off the bat that there's some good news. I don't know. I'd never heard of this before where they give you so many days to get petitions signed to put a referendum or a measure on the ballot. I didn't know that you could get an extension. But uh, Oren Heatley, 
who was leading the Recall Gavin 2020 uh, campaign. We are coming up to a deadline of uh, March 17. Sorry, uh, not March, uh, November 17. And uh, they didn't have enough signatures. And so they went to a court, I guess a judge, and he extended it for uh, another 120 days. And it's going to extend it out to March 17. Now, they're, I think I wrote in an article they extended it out to March 10th because I saw that date as well. I saw the 17th and the 10th. Both are sort of correct. The 17th is the drop-dead date for the government. March 10th is the date that, that the recall Gavin 2020 people want all the signatures in so they can proof them and clean them up and toss them out or get redos done. So we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. The the Trump campaign needs your help. They need, if you can contribute towards the fight for the vote, or if you everybody ought to be praying for the country. If you're a praying person, you should be praying for the country. God would preserve another four years of President Trump. Regarding the recall, Gavin, it's possible, but it's not possible if you don't do anything. If you're going to sit on the sideline, you're probably we're probably not going to get this handled. But if everybody does something, goes out and gets 10 or 15 more signatures, it's possible to do. I had a lady that uh, I just met, she and her husband, they listened to the podcast, they reached out to me and called me up, and they said, Lou, we kept hearing you talking about the recall, Gavin 2020, and she stopped by one of the booths on 10th and E Street in Marysville, and she grabbed a do-it-yourself packet. We call it a do-it-yourself packet. It's, there's a f- form that shows how to fill one out. It gives you several petitions, and then you can just uh, gives you an envelope to mail it in after it's a do-it-yourself. You just take it to work. So she took it to her workplace in um, Sacramento area. And she works at, a, I think, a dental lab, and she got a bunch of people there that are all conservative folks to sign it. And then she brought it back to me, and or she could have just mailed it in, but she brought it back to me. And so she got a page and a half of uh, signatures, good signatures. So it's time to, to put up or shut up, right? So we had uh, two assemblymen, <clears throat> assembly members, Kevin Kiley and James Gallagher, and they are in nearby counties here in Northern California. They're one of the few Republican assembly members uh, in our state. But they stood up to Gavin Newsom and and went to court three times now, and they finally ruled to uh, stop the governor from his breaking of the Constitution and, and running the state like a dictator. I'm not quite sure all the ramifications, whether they say there's three or four hundred different laws that have been created without even going through the legislature. I don't know that all those would be considered null and void. I've heard that he's now going to appeal it on up. There's all kinds of talk going on. But the fact is, he's had a judge rule initially for a temporary restraining order. Then he had another judge rule that that he done. He's done restrained. So. um there is, um, you may or may not be able to listen to this 
and get on down there. It depends on how close you are to Sacramento. But on Sacramento, on Saturdays in Sacramento at noon, they're having rallies each Saturday now, coordinated by the Freedom Angels. You can check out their Facebook site at Freedom Angels 2.0. Freedom Angels 2.0. That's a Facebook page. And you can see all their announcements. Uh, now, they just showed that today that uh, restaurants in the Nevada County area. Now, somebody got confused and said, how come they're filing a lawsuit in Nevada for California? It, folks, if you don't know your way around California, one of the 58 counties is Nevada County. And that is in California. And they've, they're filing restauranteurs up in Nevada County, which is just east of Yuba County, where I'm sitting, they filing a federal lawsuit against the state of California regarding their arbitrary shutting down of their businesses. And But in the meantime, the Freedom Angels are coordinating rallies at noon on the state capitol grounds. They usually do it on the, uh, the west side. <clears throat> and so... That's going on at noon this Saturday and noon next Saturday. They had it last Saturday. And the purpose of it is there's two. it's a dual purpose now. One is to true the vote. I call it truing the vote. In other words, fighting a rally to demand honest elections, honest vote counting. Number two is that Newsom would open the state and knock off all the shutting down businesses, shutting down schools, shutting down this, shutting down Thanksgiving, shutting down Christmas and all this nonsense over what amounts to the common cold. So uh, recall Gavin 2020. Now, listen, um, you can go onto the recall Gavin 2020.com website and find your county on there and th there's actually a county page on that website for all 58 counties and you can find out who your county coordinator is and go get some of these petitions or you can print them off right off the website and there is actually a video on the website telling you how to get the signatures it's just not that hard folks we just need some help people you know, one of the most fruitful places to get signatures right at the end of the um, election time when people are dropping off ballots was at the county government center in Yuba County where people were dropping off their ballots in the ballot box. They could do a drive up and just throw the thing through the slot. Well, they had a, a booth set up over there and they got hundreds of signatures for, because people were already registered to vote. They were already dropping their vote off there. And they would then drive right over to the booth, which is about 100 to 200 feet away, and they would sign the petition to recall Gavin 2020. So where you where you go get your signatures is very good. So if you go into a business and you know they're conservative people and they don't like the way the state's going, you're liable to go in there and get 20 or 30 signatures in a in a decent place of business where they got quite a few employees. Please do something. Uh, recall Gavin 2020. Dot com is the website. So please get some signatures. Don't just sign yourself. Go out and get some signatures. Now, if you're in Yuba County and you don't have a web, you don't have a computer uh, or you don't have a printer, you can't do this. You can go to and you're in Yuba Sutter counties. You can go by uh, Elite Universal Security at 5540 
5548 Feather River Boulevard. And um, I'm just double-checking that address right quick. I've said it so many times. I should. I do have it memorized. 5548 Feather River Boulevard, seven days a week. Elite Universal Security. You can go in and pick up petitions. You can take them home with you. You can sign them. You could return them back. They'll they'll mail them in. Uh, Elite Universal Security, 5548 Feather River Boulevard. Please, please, please get involved. Okay, I'm gonna move on here and. Uh, Okay, go to these rallies. When you go, take American flags, take make your own protest signs. Again, the focus is opening up the state, number one. Number two, we want accurate a vote. We want every legal vote counted. We do not want votes that came in after. We don't want illegal votes. We want every uh, voting machine evaluated. We want honest and honest election. If Trump got beat in an honest election, that's something we'll have to live with. We don't conservative people don't burn down stores or go get a new set of tennis shoes and a bottle of wine just because uh, their candidate lost. So um, okay, now I want to just mention something needs to be done about our voting, and uh, this is how ob- obnoxious it is. You don't even need to show an ID to vote, right? But these are the things that you have to show an ID to vote, to buy alcohol, to buy cigarettes, to open a bank account, to apply for food stamps, to get welfare, to get Medicaid and Social Security, to get unemployment, to rent or buy a house, to drive, buy or rent a car, to get on an airplane, to get married, purchase a gun, adopt a pet. Rent a hotel room, apply for a hunting license or a fishing license, purchase a cell phone, visit a casino, pick up a prescription, hold a rally or a protest, to donate blood, uh, purchase nail polish at CVS, purchase certain cold medicines, enter state and federal buildings. You have to have your ID. And it's so interesting because they always say poor people and black people aren't smart enough to have an ID. But they do all these things. They do all the things I just mentioned. They do all of them. It's just lies and lies and lies of the Democrat Party. It's just so disgusting and so dis- uh I just hate it when people lie and cheat and rip people off. No matter, I don't care what flavor they are, what persuasion they are. Um... Uh, I just think it's wrong, it's disgusting, and it's uh, anti-American. It's anti-American. So this, um, this person that's a friend of mine in Cambodia wrote, so what happened to the U.S. population? He lives in a former communist country. He says, actually, the whole deep state cabal perfected and expanded mind control. Start with education, movies, gaming, etc., but through the art of brainwashing developed during the Korean War from 1951 to 1953. In one year, in one year during the Korean War, they could transform a patriotic U.S. Marine prisoner into an American-hating pro-commie. The ingredients were isolation, fear, control of the movement, control of physical movement, just like social distancing, 
constant bombardment bombardment with multi-source propaganda, just like with COVID. Thus, the COVID fear mask lockdowns, horrifying bad projections, 24-7 propaganda from all sources. The USA right now is brainwashed. Face it. If you were raised under the public education system in the past 30 years, no wonder you vote Democrat. The exceptions are the heroes. So what we have here is we have a, a dumbed down, not only a dumbed down, but a uh, when you go on to the website of the National Education Association or the California Teachers Association, and you read the demands and what their goals are in society. They want a communist totalitarian society. And I don't care whether they, you have a good English teacher or she's a real sweet lady. These people at the top are going to create a curriculum and they're going to gut the curriculum of anything that has to do with freedom, personal freedom, and honoring this country and loving this country. What we have right now is we have two countries. We have one group of people that love America and want to have a great country and want to be free. And we have another uh, group that hates America and wants to make it a totalitarian government where they manage everything we do, everything we do, every move we make. So we're going to do six segments today, and uh, we're done with the first one right now. We're getting ready to land the plane on the first one. I'm going to play you a couple uh, media clips, and then we'll be right back to do our second segment. Long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find a party that tried to get in touch with me. She could not leave a number, but I know who place to call. Calls New tonight, a limestone county social worker is being charged with election fraud. Attorney General Ken Paxton says Kelly Reagan Brunner, a social worker in the Mejia State Living Center, will face 134 felony counts for attempting to sign up residents with development disabilities to vote without their permission, signatures, or consent. They allege she submitted nearly 70 voter applications. If convicted, Brunner faces up to 10 years in prison. Federal prosecutors say a West Seneca postal worker could have interfered with the election by stealing absentee ballots and other mail. He's now charged with delay or destruction of mail. 7 Eyewitness News reporter Hannah Bueller shows us what led to the arrest and what authorities say they found in the man's car. It was 7.30 p.m. on election night when Customs and Border Protection officers say they stopped a U.S. postal worker near the Peace Bridge after getting off the 190 at the wrong exit. Customs and Border Protection officers did a sweep of his personal car. It was there investigators say they opened the trunk of Brandon Wilson's vehicle and found a postal carrier box with three absentee ballots sent to two Buffalo addresses from the Erie County Board of Elections, 106 political political mailings, 220 first-class mailings, and 484 standard mailings. That's a total of 813 mail pieces that prosecutors say did not belong to Wilson. The first-class letter mailings were supposed to go to zip codes in the buffalo Cheektowaga border, with the majority going to 14215. In the criminal complaint, prosecutors say Wilson, who is from West Seneca, initially told officers the mailings were for him and his mother, but then said in September he estimated he placed mail from his delivery routes into his personal vehicle trunk on more than four occasions. 
Wilson said he intended to decrease the amount of mail in the trunk of his vehicle by placing a small amount into USPS missort containers in the morning before his shift began. But federal prosecutors say he hadn't placed any mail in the missort containers for three weeks. U.S. Attorney J.P. Kennedy says this office is committed not only to ensuring the integrity of the mails, but also individuals' right to vote in a free and fair election. The criminal conduct with which this defendant is alleged to have engaged undermined both of those interests. And the U.S. Postal Service tells me Wilson has been placed on emergency placement, which means he is out of work and has no access to the mail. This is pending the outcome of this criminal investigation. Okay, quick update on this whole uh, 13848 thing, this executive uh, order 13848. Um, there is a postal worker that was caught at the Peace Bridge um, leaving with ballots. Uh, these are the ballots that we believe are fraudulent ballots coming in from New York, um, coming in at the Peace Bridge in Buffalo. Uh, if you may remember, Eddie Ads and Trip Zoo, our two correspondents for Neighborhood News Hour, were up there looking at the ricin bomber. Was the ricin bomber a throw away from the entry of the ballots? We do. We thought that the ballots may have been printed in Windsor. We heard that they were printed in Canada. Uh, and Windsor just across the Detroit River from Detroit. But it looks like maybe they were printed in Montreal in the neighborhood, in the uh, air area by the Montreal airport uh, that the Ricin bomber is from. So we just have to run these things down. But again, I do believe that Jared Kushner had kind of alerted us all to kind of the Mackinac plot when he exposed the boat, Whitmer's husband putting the boat in the water for the uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend. So uh, maybe that was the first tell. Maybe the fake uh, Whitmer kidnapping was sort of a cover or a throw, we don't know, uh, away from this other op that, that Warren Flood uh, in Detroit is running. Remember, Warren Flood's done this for four years. He worked directly for Joe Biden. We've been following him for four years. We've had his picture up for six weeks. Six weeks we've had this. We've been looking at this. We had to make a choice between Florida and, and Michigan for where the op was gonna be run out of. We were right. It was Michigan. It is going to be Warren Flood. It is going to be Detroit. All right, second segment. Here we go. Um... We have uh, a guy wrote an article here called the 2020 hoax of the year. I've never been. This is a uh, new ground for me, and I'm assuming new ground for a lot of you to have a con constant barar uh, bombardment f over four years now of lies, distortion, undermining the country. Some of the top <clears throat> intelligent people, legal people in the country, FBI, Department of Justice, CIA, uh, National Security, uh, de trying to destroy this country just because they didn't get the outcome in the election. Didn't they turn around and tell us on the Biden-Harris-Trump-Pence campaigns that we need to just accept with dignity, accept with uh, uh, 
without a fight the results, the supposed results of this election, whereas they've been fighting for over four years now the Donald Trump candidacy and election and lying through their teeth, lying through the teeth. So let's just check these hoaxes out, uh, which uh, some of you actually believe in some of this stuff, which is scary. But it's just like I, my friend Ted, who wrote this thing, that uh, communists, uh, prisoners of war, they could turn a patriotic Marine into just a, uh, a commie lover in a year by doing things like force them to wear a mask and social distancing and starving them to death and tell them to stay inside. Same thing they're doing right here. Dr. Lou is doing that right here. In fact, I just saw her on a video. She was telling people in Yuba Sutter counties that we had a cavalier attitude. That's what was, that's why she was blaming the whole COVID problem on us. Listen, no, you, if you want to blame somebody, honey, on, on the, Honey, uh, Dr. Lou, you want to blame somebody for COVID, you need to go over and talk to the Chinese. That's who you need to talk to. But to, to blame and being sarcastic uh, about <clears throat> that, that we have a cavalier attitude. You know, what a, you know what, what communists like Dr. Lou think we have a cavalier attitude? Because we love freedom. I don't care whether I'm called cavalier, arrogant, whatever. you. I'm into freedom. And if it may, if, if it means there's only a short few years left on this earth, that's totally fine with me. I am not going to live under somebody telling me I got to wear a mask. You're going to vaccinate me. You're going to keep me in my house. You're going to do this. You're going to doubt. You're going to forbid me from buying stuff. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to have a big old funky cavalier attitude all over your face, Doctor Lou. That's what I'm going to do. And you are so full of crap. Uh, you're you're uh, ashamed to this country. I wish you had never come to this country. And I wish people like George Soros could not fund people like you because you were an idiot. The, the, to tell people as a medical doctor who took an oath to care for people, to tell them to wear a mask and to stand six feet apart, and to tell them they can't have Thanksgiving with their family, can't tell them they can't have Christmas with their family, and then tell them that, you know, uh, they're going to have all other kinds of restrictions. Uh, that is ungodly. I don't know whether you know anything about God, girl, but uh, that is ungodly. And, uh, you know, there's a risk to freedom. And I'm into taking that risk in a big old way, big old way. And we're just going to run head on or until you drop dead or you move out of town. We're going to run head, head on into each other repeatedly. Until you're gone or I'm gone. It's just not going to be easy. And so what you are is perpetrating a hoax. And the sad thing is you got 10 guys of no nuts. They got no nuts down there. And they are just there. You got you got them by the short hairs dragging them around. Now, the interesting thing is some of those guys actually were police officers and went overseas to fight communism, yet they're going to allow it right here and not even put up a fight because they're allowing you to run roughshod over businesses. Now, someone, one of the supervisors said here the other day, well, these businesses are all open. You know, where I went and talked to one of these op open businesses, I went and talked to the people at, at the Chinese, my favorite Chinese restaurant. And uh, I was picking up some takeout, and there was nobody sitting in there. It was late at night before they closed. 
And I said, oh, no, are you you still able to sit down people here? She said, Lou, the only let us sit four people at a table. You know, at Chinese tables, they have the big circular tables, you know, where they put six, eight people in there. So you go in there with your family. You got husband and wife. Maybe you got grandma and grandpa. And maybe you got the kids. And so you got more than four people. But y'all want to sit together because it's a big special time. Maybe you're celebrating somebody's birthday or somebody graduated from college or high school or did good in something. You're celebrating. And they're trying to tell you that if you have eight people at the table versus four people at the table, everybody's going to get sick. Now, that's a damn lie. It's just a lie. And there's no science to prove that. They just came up with that theory and they made a rule. And, and this is communism, people. They just make up a rule. It makes no sense. But since that woman made it up and they got 10 supervisors with no nuts left, that they, uh, they're going to go along with that. And you know, you know what I said? She said, Lou, uh, the, the worker there, the um, gal in the front end of the restaurant, she says, if we, they, they told us, they threatened us. If you have more more than four people that you're sitting at your table, we're going to fine you $1,000. You know, the gall, if I'd have been there, I'd have jack slapped that woman that told her that or, or that employee or that employee of the county. You know why? How dare they, after shutting down these businesses for all these months, when it actually made no difference to the COVID thing, people are going to get COVID or they're not going to get COVID. And trying to manage the common cold is idiotic. And this entire thing, this global shutdown, is just that. It's a global shutdown. It's been planned. It's been desired. They are manipulating everybody's lives. And this local doctor, that I, you know, when I say doctor, she isn't worthy of the term. She is not worthy of the term. You know the shame thing? Robert Bendorf, I'm told, who's now no longer the CAO of Yuba County, he, he made some really screw. You know, he started off all right. I think he had good intentions, but he made some really lame decisions on his way out. One of them was recommending her to the two boards of supervisors on both sides of the river. This gal is a total loser and has cost people their lives and has cost people their livelihood in our community. And so the supervisors are sitting back there, right? Like Mike Ziegenmeyer, he's a nice guy. He wants to open up the county. He has a big business called Suico, maybe makes a hundred grand or so a year out there, right? He gets another $70,000 from the supervisors. My, my thing is why doesn't Mr. Whitaker, super supervisor Whitaker, Conant, all these guys are making double salaries. They, they work separately. Then they, you got, you got uh, Conant, you got Whitaker, right? You got Flores. These guys are all making their double dipping. And you got Ziegenmeyer. And uh, those guys are all double dipping. Why don't they give their supervisor's salary to the restaurants? Just donate it. Why not? You, you got plenty to live on. If, if you want to, like I heard Randy Fletcher over in Yuba County, he said, they ask him in the newspaper, well, when do you think this is going to be over? Oh, I think I think he, he was predicting when it's going to be over. Well, if you can predict when it's going to be over, why don't you just make it over right now? You know, it's interesting. He gets two salaries. He's got an insurance company. Then he, I just saw in the paper where 
to supervise in Yuba County are making like over $90,000 a year, plus they got another job. Why don't they share that extra money with all these restaurants they've shut down? And it, these guys are all saying, well, they're actually, all these businesses are open. All the ones that want to be open can be open. Really? Well, what about the restaurant who you can't sit more than four people at a, at a table? What kind of deal is that? You go out to eat and you have to, want to have a big celebration and you have to sit at separate tables with your family members. What, what about that when they, you can't even have a Thanksgiving dinner together or Christmas dinner? It's just bizarre. Now, the hoax that says here, this guy talks, this Eric Utter, uh, he writes this article. It's a good article. He just lists hoax after hoax. These Democrats have people that are doing nothing but uh, attacking with hoax after hoax after hoax to harass and disturb the entire nation. And they've done a really great job at it. It says the global warming climate change was one of the first great hoaxes of the 21st century, inherited as it was from the late 20th century. It's impossible to logically assert that man-caused global warming is occurring. Every little kid believes that right now because they brainwashed him. It's impossible to logically assert that it's occurring as the planet, listen to me now, as the planet has warmed more rapidly at several points in the past prior to the Industrial Revolution. Now, the argument is that the Industrial Revolution has what has has is is what's triggered is what's triggered global warming but they know that there's been hotter times prior to the industrial revolution and even before homo sapiens for out there in oliver and linda that'd be you and me duck that's human beings right that's not homos that's not homosexuals that's homo sapiens that's all of us humans prior to humans there was warmer times than right now. Now, how do you explain that if you're going to blame it all on mankind? And the climate, like nearly everything else, has always been changing. Did you notice that? You know, since I was born, I've lived in the Sacramento Valley most of my life, and I've noticed every year that it gets cold right now, and then it gets kind of nice, and then it gets really hot in the Sacramento Valley, really hot, and then it gets nice. And then it gets really cold, and it just changed, changed, changed. It's just like four times a year, it's changing. The next hoax is the Russian collusion hoax. Came, and uh, it was the preposterous idea that Donald Trump and his minions colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 election. Do you know who tried to steal it? The other folks. It was Hillary Clinton who previously rightfully stole... The Democrat nomination from you remember that guy she stole it from? Remember when Bernie kept winning election after election after election and kept losing the the mega votes, whatever they call the super votes? This hoax was also persistent, hanging around for years with absolutely no substance to it, much like Nancy Pelosi, the guy writes. So this hoax with Russia has been completely debunked, even though some of the top people in our country fabricated the whole thing, fabricated the whole thing and still want to try to keep their integrity and write books about the FBI. More recently, and Antifa and Black Lives Matter, it was like it. they tried to portray it like it spontaneously grew up out of indignation for 
police brutality when really it was completely organized and fund fundraised as a fundraising mechanism by the Democrats and George Soros and big fundraisers. And did you notice that the riots have kind of stopped right now? Yeah, they were all planned, timed, planned, destroyed. Did you notice that Gavin Newsom didn't do a thing down in Sacramento to stop him? And the, the, the city police did not do a thing. They just broke out windows, lit the place up. And it, all the liberal mayors, all coordinated through the whole com- Trump campaign, all the Antifa, black, they said, no, 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 we don't want any help. We just want them to tear things up, right? Complete hoax. Apologists in the media cheered them on, said, oh, they're, they're, not, they're not doing any violent things. They're passive, mostly peaceful protesters. They call them as the windows shattered, fires raged, looting took place, right? Remember all that? So much so in a few few places, uh, television reporters even got knocked over, and they still called it peaceful. Then the coronavirus hoax. Remember the coronavirus, how it started, and, oh, it's just going to be a couple of weeks. We're going to shut things down, flatten the curve, and it just, they're a lie. Everything they said was a lie. Everything, 100%. They didn't miss it like 50-50. They missed it 100% of the time. In fact, the guy that came up with all the pandemic and how to fight it, remember Ferguson over there at Imperial College? He was saying how you can't can't fraternize, you can't hang out with anybody else, you just got to stay isolated. And he was screwing somebody else's wife the whole time. The bitch, a big fraud liar. In fact, it was so fascinating on this video I watched where where a Dr. Lou uh, told us how we were cavalier. That's the reason we're having all these corona uptick. We're cavalier. And it, and it said, this is so pharisaical. Read the Bible and read about how f- funky the Pharisees were, you know. So on, on the video that she's talking, it said, because she wasn't wearing a mask. And so instead, of, you know, they wanted to, like, give an excuse on why she wasn't wearing a mask. It said, Dr. Lou was not wearing a mask because she is keeping social distancing. You know what I wish? I wish she'd get the hell out of town and just social distance herself about an hour and a half out of here and never come back. That's the social distance I need from her. Uh, she's she's social distancing, so God bless her. She can go mass-free because she's like 100 yards away from the next human being. So <clears throat> the guy says here, this uh, the writer, he says, the experts in the media deliberately attempted to create a worldwide panic by proclaiming COVID-19 to be the most dangerous plague even to ever to afflict mankind at first they claimed and and we needed 15 days to flatten the curve after the decree was nearly universally and obediently followed somewhat surprising them they told us wide scale lockdowns were needed businesses had to be shuttered jobs abandoned facial mass war indoors and out Mass social justice rioting was okay, though. If you just went out and rioted, you could, like, wrestle with people. You could jump on top of people. You could you could do whatever you want, and you could be COVID-free. It was amazing. It was just a miracle of God. They informed us but uh, that mass social justice rioting was perfectly fine, but attending church and going to a wedding or a funeral, people were going to get sick. They were going to be cavalier and everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, they even talked about having anonymous sex and stuff. You know, the it just 
You know something, people? These people need to be taken out and shot. Fauci, Burks, Fong, Lu, the whole bunch of them. They're liars. They're just absolute liars. They're fear mongers. Uh, they are not keeping us healthy. They're actually causing people to be sick. They're causing people to be sick. I was I was telling the trauma intervention people tonight, I was keeping a running total on deaths in Yuba Sutter counties from suicides and overdose, and so far we're about 40% ahead of any COVID deaths. And on COVID, they're calling anything a COVID death, right? If you died and half your heart was dead and you died of cardiopulmonary disease and you happen to have any COVID in your system, they're going to call that a COVID death. In fact, I was talking to a, a mortician this week, and he told me that a Sacramento County employee, not the head health officer of Sacramento County, just some mucky muck, just some just some average person at a desk, and so she called up and wanted to change the death certificate on a couple deaths. And he said, why do you want to do that? Well, we want to put COVID on them. He said, well, I can't just change that. The mortician, I can't just change that in the computer. I have to talk to doctors. They said, well, talk to the doctor. Doctor finally just got fed up and said, I don't care what you put on the damn thing, right? Doctors are just, doctors know the hypocrisy and the lack of integrity and the liars that are involved in this whole thing and the, the whole scam. It's just a complete hoax and a scam. Doctors see through this. Are you kidding me? And he just said, put, put whatever you want on the damn death certificate, right? So the gal says, well, I just want you to put COVID on there. Don't get him diet of COVID. They just want to add up the statistics. It's just a complete hoax, fraud, scam, lie, hustle. It's a hustle, right? These people are worse than if they think, oh, my God, he deals heroin. Oh, he's, he's oh, yeah, he's bad. He he does this. He's ripped off. He does home. No, they... None of these people measure up to the, the scum that are running this county. Doctor, the, these health officers, uh, uh, politicians in Sacramento, Gavin Newsom, these people are scum. They, it's, you know what hypocrisy is? Is holding all these people in jail that have done small-time crimes, and these people are putting people in their graves over COVID because they want a totalitarian government. They're killing people with COVID. You know what? They won't even let them go in and get treated. Did you know that in the Yuba Sutter County area? They won't even let people go in and get treated for COVID. You got to get really sick, and then they'll put you on a ventilator and kill you over there in the hospital. That's exactly what they're doing. In other states, you can you can get COVID from out of state. I mean, you can get a hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID from out of state, and you don't even have to get really sick. It'll just knock it out. Zinc zithromycin hydroxychloroquine they won't allow that in california dr lou won't allow that did you know that you can't even go get treated to local doctors they won't even treat you because the minute you walk in if they if dr lou thinks you got it then they're going to quarantine the whole office it's just it, it's a total disaster way to do medicine we'll be right back the traffic lights they turn up blue tomorrow up until today, President Trump got chastised for having thousands of people speak at his rallies, okay? Chastised by the liberal left, okay? Every time Biden spoke, he had a couple of dozen cars there honking the fucking horn for five to eight minutes, okay? Look at today. Apparently, it's official Biden won. Look around the country. Times fucking square, okay? 
around the perimeter of the White House, Seattle. Look around, one on top of the other. Apparently everybody finished their yoga classes this morning, finished their tofu lunches, and now they're literally sitting on each other's fucking shoulders, okay? What a bunch of shit. Complete hypocrisy at its finest. Political pandemic, fucking laughable. Next week, guarantee you, we won't hear shit about COVID. What a bunch of bullshit. There is one less candidate in the race for the presidency tonight. Delaware Senator Joseph Biden dropped out of the hunt today, saying the disclosures about his plagiarism in law school and his exaggerations about his academic record made it impossible for him to continue. I do it with incredible reluctance, and it makes me angry. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position, of having to make this choice. The Delaware Democrat is the second candidate to be forced from the race by questions of character and integrity. Gary Hart dropped out earlier this year. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience? is the first in her family to ever go to college. Wife Janice, the first woman in her family, in a thousand generations, to be able to get the university. My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in Northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground, and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things, and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> now, that's a little too much, because, as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, a rap on Biden has always been, it's just a surface. I should have said... To paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge, that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play for the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was given an F. So ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator. Strike that. The great imitator. You don't steal verbatim, uh, or when you do, as he did 99% of the time, you give credit. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal anyway, 
from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign. I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden Biden, and now they're going to say, oh yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot of people. First. Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they're going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from with taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? It's in terminal condition. Terminal. Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. We'll be right back. So this guy goes on and says... Uh, He's talking about uh, the hypocrisy and the scam of coronavirus. Then he says, most recently, President Trump's large lead in several states at the close of their polls on Election Day was, in virtually every case, somehow eclipsed in the days overnight, wee hours of the morning, to be more precise, to come amid stunningly widespread allegations of cheating, malfeasance, voice, vote stealing, and system glitches. Yet after spreading four years propagating, after spending four years propagating the notion that Russia and probably Macedonia, by the way, of its content farms, had meddled in our last presidential election, leading to the bad orange man becoming commander-in-chief, Democrats now tell us if it's it's literally impossible to hack an Amer American election and that Trump supporters are just a bunch of sore losers. Isn't that interesting? Their first argument was how easy it was for the Russians to hack into the Democrat this and the Republican that and to steal the election and do this, that, and the other thing, and now it's impossible. In 2016, after Trump shocked them by winning, they urged people to resist Trump 
and the administration no matter what. Interesting, like not my president, remember that? My my term for the, the new group is not my pedophile. Joe's not my pedophile. Resistance was patriotic, they said, you know. Today they demand we unite with the new administration for the good of the country. Because uniting behind whoever wins the presidency is so patriotic, you know. The great election host of 2020 is the breathtaking example of chutzpah, hypocrisy, and immorality. Even by modern-day Democrat standards, they are horrible. So we have lots of hoaxes of the year. There's a guy that you may know or you may not know named Glo- his, his, he's referred to as a globalist. His name's Klaus Schwab, S-C-H-W-A-B. He says the world will never return to normal after COVID. In his book, The Great Reset, World Economic Forum Globalist, Klaus Schwab asserts that the world will never, quote-unquote, return to normal, despite him admitting that coronavirus doesn't pose a new existential threat. See, the people at the top will say right out in the open, and yet it doesn't have any impact on people that their minds have been messed with. He said there's really no threat, big threat, COVID. It's just a common cold. But he says, we've used that to control you, and we're never going back. He goes further in his book, making it clear that the financial elite will never allow life to return to normal, suggesting that rolling lockdowns and other restrictions will become permanent. Do you hear what I said? You know, many people are saying, I've heard that even in U.S. military, that masks will never go away. Isn't that interesting? They do absolutely nothing but control people. They control people's psyche. They don't do anything for your health except make it bad. Many of us are pondering uh, when things will return to normal, writes Swab. The short response is never. Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis because the coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental inflection point in our global trajectory. These guys are wanting to control the world and they're using coronavirus to do it. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with the threat on your health. That's all been a scam. And you have little people, little Nazi people like Fong Lu running around here, threatening us. And we got 10 guys with no nuts that are supporting her. Making double salaries, two salaries. Ron Sollinger, I don't think does because he's retired, but the rest of them are just cashing in. In fact, we got Doug Lofton. He makes a government salary. Then he gets another $90,000 and he doesn't see any need to open, shut that communist down. Fong Lu. Unlike certain past epidemics, COVID-19 doesn't pose a new existential threat, says Mr. Schwab. Existential means a threat to your life. No threat? How come we're making it so threatening? 
Gavin Newsom's shutting things down again. One day it's down one, one day it's, you know something? There's no science behind all those colors, orange, red, blue, purple. That's just a scheme that they came up with down to the state of California. So they're, they're forcing us to react to that, and they kind of come up with their hocus-pocus every week. It's BS. It's just total BS. Radical changes of such consequence are coming, according to Schwab, that some pundits have referred to as before coronavirus, or BC, and after coronavirus, AC. We will continue to be surprised by both the rapidity and unexpected nature of these changes. As they conflate with each other, they will provide or provoke second, third, fourth, and more order consequences. They want order, order, order. You know what order, order, order? That's a to- called communism, totalitarianism. Cascading effects, he says, and unforeseen outcomes, he writes. James Dellingpole, who's a great writer, he's written a lot of books on the, uh, the, the hoax of global warming or climate change. He says the Great Reset merely represents a repackaging of an old globalist agenda, which has been stuttering over the last decade. And you know who, who just threw a big monkey wrench right in the middle of that thing? President Trump. And that's why they hate him so. Namely, he says, technocratic dictatorial rule by a tiny elite, the Green New Deal, the gradual abolition of private property. Did you know the the goal is they're going to offer to pay your debt, pay off all your debt? That sound good to you? In in return for that, they're going to take all your property away. They'll pay your debt and then they'll take your property. So the gradual abolition of private property, a guaranteed minimum wage that will see jobs replaced by robots. Remember when Obama said, don't worry about those jobs. They're gone forever. Manufacturing will never come back to the United States. That's impossible. And robots are going to be doing that. We're going to have to just think of doing things different, right? That's this, a guaranteed minimum wage that will see jobs replaced by robots, a crackdown on personal liberties, and curtailing freedom of movement. Oh, freedom of movement. Let's see. You didn't take the vaccine, you can't go to school. Didn't take the vaccine, can't go to work. Didn't take the vaccine, you can't fly to Hawaii. Didn't take the vaccine, you can't travel out of state. As we previously highlighted, the idea that the world will never return to normal post-COVID, that means after COVID, out there in all of us, is being pushed by the establishment across the board. The liberal establishment is pushing this. That's why you're seeing right now. I'm going to read you something just a minute by Dr. Lou that just came out to the Sutter County employees that should get your attention. A senior U.S. official said that mask wearing, a senior U.S. Army official said that mask wearing and social distancing will become permanent, while CNN's international security editor, Nick Payton Walsh, asserted that the mandatory wearing of masks will become permanent, just part of life, and that the public will need to come to terms with it. Does that sound like new news to you? Now, I was just given this tonight. 
This is November 11, 2020 memo. Symptoms screening for COVID-19. This is from the Bi-County Health Officer, Fong Lu. So she's saying here, first of all, let me get to the other part of it. This is for Eubin Sutter County. Dear Sutter County employees, this is from the health officer, or not health officer, but the human resources director of Sutter County. It says, Dear Sutter County employees, please see the attached memo for Dr. Liu, which provides additional guidance on symptom screening at county work sites. In other words, if you'll notice, hardly any county people are actually working. So now they're going to have additional screening because it's not screened enough. The bottom line, she says, Gina Rowland says, is that an employee, check this out now, that an employee may not be at work with any symptoms that are concerning for COVID-19, even if those symptoms are caused by the seasonal cold, the flu, or allergies. I'm going to read that to me, to you again. In other words, you cannot be at work even if you have symptoms that look like COVID but aren't, like caused by the flu or a cold or allergies. You cannot be at work. Did you get that? That means Sutter County employees cannot go to work if they have any symptoms. It doesn't say they got COVID, anything that kind of looks like COVID caused by allergies. So it says the only exception is for employees who have chronic symptoms due to seasonal allergies. And in that case, you got to get a written note from your doctor. It's just like if you didn't go to school this morning, you got to get a written note from your mama. Otherwise, employees with symptoms that are concerning for COVID. It didn't say they had COVID. It just said are concerning for COVID must stay home until they are symptom-free or fever-free without the use of fever-reducing medication for 24 hours. If you have any questions, da-da-da-da. Now, then they have this big old gnarly memo from Dr. Lou, and she's talking about being quarantined for 90 days. Says, therefore, within 90 days of initial COVID infection, 90 days, not 10, not 14. You know, people, uh, this thing is getting worse. We got the governor telling you you can't even have, you can't have a meal with your family. You know, it's interesting. Before Thanksgiving, they didn't tell you you couldn't have a meal with a number of people in your household, did they? This is a personal attack. It's a personal attack on Thanksgiving and Christmas because they're they're uh, spiritual holidays. They're spiritual holidays. They didn't say two a month ago that you couldn't have a bunch of people over and have have a barbecue, have a turkey, have a ham, have tri tip. They didn't say that. Why would they target just these two holidays? It's interesting, isn't it? Some of you have lost the ability to think because you've gone to a dumbed-down school system and, and you just have, you just, uh, you got a flat spot on the brain. You got a flat spot on the brain. Before I go on to this next uh, segment, I wanted to mention that um, 
if you want to uh, support our trauma intervention program, which we're still, we just did, I think we did 33 calls this last 30 days. Uh, did t- 10 calls so far this month. Uh, we go out on 911 calls and we help both survivors of bad situations and we help emergency responders do better on their job and be less stressed so they could go on and do the next call. So we're raising money. Uh, this is our final. We, we raise money the last quarter of the year. We'll take money anytime, but we kind of we push at it this time of year. And um, if you want to help us, you can help us. You, there's a number of ways you could do it. If you, We're selling some uh, tickets to win a Glock 19 handgun, 9mm. If you're interested, you can... Um, they're $20 a piece. But the cool thing is if you buy a ticket, even if you win or not, you get an hour of free range time at Shooter's Paradise over there on Highway 20 in Yuba City. So they tell me that's worth a lot of money. So... It's a win-win situation. Help tip, you might win a gun, and you get an hour of free shooting. So if you're interested in that, you can give me a shout-out. Uh, you can either send me um, some money, a check or cash or whatever, and to P.O. Box 645, tip, P.O. Box 645, Marysville, 95901. Then I'll send you the stubs back so you can go there and use it at the range and then we'll we're going to do a uh, drawing on December 10th at our appreciation dinner we're going to give away the Glock and the Beretta both 9 millimeters and uh, so if you want to buy we got some tickets left we don't have a lot left but we have some and we'd like to sell them all so that's uh $20 per ticket you can buy as many as you want uh, or if you just want to make a donation you can a couple of ways. You could just mail a check in to P.O. Box 645 Marysville, or you could go online at GoFundMe.com backslash tip 2021. GoFundMe.com backslash tip 2021 because we're funding next year. Or you could just go on our website at YubaSutterTip.org, YubaSutterTip.org. And click on donate. You can donate there. Use a credit card or whatever you want. So uh, if you want to help us, great. All our money goes to clients and to train our people. We don't we don't buy buildings. We don't buy real estate. We don't have heavy salaries. We don't have a bunch of workers' comp insurance, all that kind of stuff. We're not paying a lot of money to the government. All of our money goes to help people. So if you're interested in that, good, good. That that would be good. And we could use the uh, the boost. And uh, we we're like I mentioned we're in our 26th year. We we're pushing our 12. We're heading up to 12,000 911 calls since we started. So uh, anyway, I I wanted to mention. Let me just give you an idea of some people. We just got a a company. We've never they've never uh, uh, donated to us before. But one of the gals, Pam Allison, recruited them to help us and. And uh, she works for Clean Right Build Right, who Clean Right Build Right, they do a lot of restorative work on buildings, whether they've got COVID issues or whether they got hazardous waste issues or they caught fire or a tree fell through the roof. They fix buildings back up. Anyway, she works for them, but she was talking to people at River Valley Community Bank in Yuba City, and they donated $350 this last week. And... Uh, 
then we got Lakeside Colonial Chapel. We worked with them with trauma intervention program. They donated donated seven hundred and fifty, and then Adventist Hospital, which we work very closely with. We were just there on a very tragic case here in the last forty eight hours. Uh, they just gave five thousand dollars. Bike County Ambulance twenty five hundred. Clean Right Build Right fifteen hundred. Ali Universal Security, which supports this radio program, gave tip uh, fifteen hundred. Russell and Vols painting fifteen hundred. Linda Fire Department thousand. Council Yuba City Council Member Mark Boomgarden, former fire chief of Yuba City, helped work with Tip for many many years when he worked there. He gave us a thousand dollars. He's donating like all a uh, President Trump donating his salary for being on City Council to nonprofits. So he chose Tip. Uh, Richest Tree Service, uh, they're a big donor to TIP, $750. One of the wives from Richest Tree Service owners was in TIP for years. Sam's Club, Yuba City, 500 Caldwell Custom Countertops, 350 California Great Cuts, want a good haircut over on Clouse Avenue, 350 Dr. David Bradley, 350 Feather Falls Casino, 350 David Holy Cross Memorial Chapel, 350 on and on it goes, people investing in TIP, and uh, thank you, thank you all very much. So I want to also mention uh, uh, how important that Elite Universal Security has been to our community, and um, let me get back over here to my right page here, if I can find it, come on, Lou. Monty Hecker has been a big factor in pushing the... Um, The recall Gavin 2020 and also uh, all the, you know, fighting for a lot of good candidates. Tamika Hamilton been so helpful in so many different conservative causes, patriotic causes. He's a, a former, he's a retired veteran, disabled veteran for the Air Force, started elite universal security. So if you need a security assistance with your business, your private residence, uh, your government, whatever it is, they do work all the way up and down Northern California. And um, I'm going to take a break right now, and then we'll finish up with them. I'll tell you the rest of it in just a second. Let me cut to the chase, Alexandria. Put me on the top of your enemies list. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, come and get me. That's right, come and get me. Put me first on your list of President Trump supporters that you want to hold responsible for defending the president. Your communist enemies list doesn't scare me one bit. I am sick and tired of you and your radical mob trying to intimidate freedom-loving Americans. In a tweet, yeah, you urged others to archive names of individuals defending President Trump. Well, I'll make it easy for you. My name is Deneen Borelli, black female conservative activist, defender of liberty for over 15 years, 
spoke before a million patriots at the 2009-912 march in Washington, D.C., where I slammed President Obama's fundamental transformation of America. My 2012 book, Blacklash, called out Obama's policies for harming Americans, especially black Americans. My Here's the Deal videos had tens of millions of views before I was fired by Blaze TV because of Facebook censorship. And here's the best part. I'm an unyielding supporter of President Trump. I serve as a board member with Black Voices for Trump. I serve as a board member with Women for Trump. I defend President Trump every chance I get. There's more, so much more. And I dare you, I dare you, Alexandria, to come to my doorstep. So now that all of the allegations about the election have came out, I want to ask the left something. Do you want to know that your win was with integrity? Or are you okay with a win by cheating or stealing into it? Maybe that's what separates the nation right now. The left is telling us to just shut up and accept it. And all we want is a fair shot. We want to believe that this was a fair election and there's been so much stuff that has come out. It's just clearly not. What if the roles were reversed? What if Trump was winning right now? And there was a whole bunch of allegations on the right of all the things that have came up, which would never happen. But still, y'all would be rioting in the streets. Y'all would have probably already destroyed cities. But no, we can't even question it. Whoopi Goldberg told me that I need to grow a pair. All of you suck it up. Suck it up like we sucked it up. And if you are not sure that you're comfortable with Joe Biden, do what we did find things and then take it to the law. And if the law says it's something to look at, look at it. But from <laughs> now on, suck it up. Grow the pear. What do you think we are doing? What do you think Trump is doing? So I'm confused. Do you want us to go to the law or do you want us to suck it up and grow a pear? Are you bringing into question? Hell yes I am. Do you think it's the American way to just shut up and bend over and say, okay, no big deal, yeah. You guys are legit, come on. All these Americans who voted legally came out and stood and voted. So Whoopi, you're saying that all of these Americans stood up, went out and voted. Ma'am, I'm sorry, do you know nothing about the election this year? Do you not know that millions of votes were mail in? Which means that you could be sitting on your ass watching Grey's Anatomy with a bowl of ice cream and filling out your ballot. If anyone needs to grow a pair, it's the left because if you don't have anything to hide, why are you telling us to suck it up? Prove it to us. Good job, Whoopi. We all have the right to freedom of speech and the right to vote for whoever we want without assumptions about what our morals are unless our actions say otherwise. A Princeton professor actually disagrees with that and does label you something if you voted for Trump. All 70 million that have been counted so far, not counting the 6,001 county in Michigan that was just a clerical error where Biden got all of Trump's votes. More white people voted for Donald Trump in 2020 than they did in 2016. So the reckoning that we're experiencing as a nation, at least to my mind, shows us that race, selfishness, greed, 
continue to threaten the very life of our republic. Okay, okay, so we're back to that now. Oh, good. Well, you, sir, at Princeton, that's got 6,485 more years of school than me. Hell, I'm just a cowboy, but I understand the word racism more than you ever will. Why? You just went on the air and said that anyone who voted for Trump is a racist. <laughs> Do you not get how racist that sentence is? You were basing a group of people who voted for who they wanted to vote for, 70 million in fact, and you're calling them racist? You need to start doing some research that's not at Princeton because it's not helping you. And if you wanna get on a video chat or whatever, I'll debate you. I'm talking to everyone in the United States. I, I almost can't talk right now because of the emotion. Everyone is welcome under this tent. We don't care who you are. Oh, so you're telling me that the media decides who's president? Oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm so emotional. Looks like he belongs at a cupcake shop. If you can't do the research on what is correct and what is not, don't watch the media. All it's gonna do is it's gonna take your brain, turn it into oatmeal, and then they're gonna continue to feed crap into it like it's honey. So I was talking about Monty Hecker. And so this is there's never been a time in our community in Northern California where there's been so much so much of a need for private security services. And I got people all over my property around here. I have a small uh, piece, very tiny piece of property with a house on it in downtown Marysville. There's homeless people trashing things, uh, defecating, urinating, throwing garbage, leaving all their trash. It's just, it's uh, every day. It's an everyday mess, every single day. And uh, there are people sleeping all over town, trashing places, busting places up, vandalizing places, leaving garbage, dumping trash. And um, never has there been a need for security greater. And uh, so Lee Universal Security does a great job. And they're looking for workers. They're looking for workers here and all the way up in the Northern California, all the way up the Oregon border. So you can reach them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280, or you could go on their website and check out, and then you could connect with them off that. Their their training website is api-academy.com, api-academy.com, or their other website, eliteuniversalsecurity.com. So check out the opportunities there. Go get yourself a job. Or if you need some security help, you need some you need some strategy on how to stop people from taking what belongs to you away from you. They let you work for it, then they take it when they want it. Terrible. Just terrible. I just we're in a terrible spot in this country. It's it's embarrassing. So uh I went to read this. Uh, I don't, I, I saw this photo that just shocked me. It's an aerial photo of the beach at Normandy that 
where D-Day took place, where the Allied forces landed in Higgins boats. Those Higgins boats are those big open boats you sit down in the bow of, and then the, the bottom, the front, just falls down into the ocean and you run out. And uh, so they said that most, 90% of the men were killed within just a short period of time of getting out of the boat. But to commemorate the fantastic losses of life during D-Day, they took a stencil and they, it, the stencil was of a body that was sprawled out, right? And they laid these wooden stencils and then what they did is took rakes and they raked inside the stencil where the sand would be. And so all it would be where when you pick the stencil up, it would show the smooth sand and then wherever the body was, it was all crinkly. The sand was all ruffled up. So if you flew over it, they stenciled 9,000 bodies along the beach of Normandy to give the picture of what it was like for 9,000 dead bodies to be laying there. And it, I'm telling you, Google it and see if you can find the photo. They had hundreds, and they started out with a few volunteers, and they didn't know whether anybody would want to do this, but literally hundreds of people came out to to do this, to show the impact. So it says, a large percentage of our country doesn't know of or care about Normandy, perhaps even being removed from the text in history books. A few weekends ago, British artist Jamie, accompanied by numerous volunteers, took to the beaches of Normandy with rakes and stencils in hand to etch 9,000 sil silhouettes representing fallen people into the sand. Titled The Fallen 9,000, the piece is meant as a stark visual reminder of those who died during the D-Day beach landings at, uh, at that beach on June 6th. 1944, during World War II. The original team consisted of just 60 volunteers, but as word spread, nearly 500 additional local residents arrived to help with the temporary installation that lasted only a few hours before being washed away by the tide. Um, 9,000 fallen soldiers etched into the sand to commemorate Peace Day on September 25, 2013. Look it up. It's a fantastic photo, and it is just shocking. I, you'll just find yourself staring at etched bodies on the sand. So um, very, very uh, moving, very moving. I wanted to, uh, let's see where I want to go here. We had a lady, you know, th th you, we're hearing all these stories of people writing and validating the fact that they either saw votes be stolen or weird things happening. So we have a lady that moved out of California and moved to Texas. And um, so she voted for Trump. She thought she voted for Trump in Texas where she's living. But we, she was shocked to discover that voter records showed she had no she had also apparently voted in Orange County, California, via mail-in ballot. The woman gave permission for her name to be revealed and is happy to talk to law enforcement or Trump campaign lawyers involved in the current election litigation. Amanda Murphy 
moved from California to Texas a year ago and voted for Trump in the 2020 election there in Texas. However, when she checked voter records on the official voterstatus.gov website, it showed that Murphy had been registered as a permanent vote-by-mail voter in Orange County with a party preference of Democrat and that she had been mailed a ballot on the 5th of October. Isn't that interesting? But and it has a photo photo of the voters. It, she took a, a screenshot of it right here and uh, tells the whole thing. Pretty, pretty amazing. I'm, uh, I'm just kind of shocked at this. I, I'm just, I find myself in a funk. I find myself in a funk. So uh, I already mentioned to you about that a judge, which I'm still surprised that he gave another 120 days. But I wanted to read you something, if I can find it here. Oh, here we go. I want to read you something by Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz is still alive. And uh, he is former fantastic football coach at several different schools. But if you've ever get a chance to read any of his books, he's he's a very sharp guy. And uh, he's writing this according to the this writing is given attributed to Lou Holtz back in the Obama days. I think it describes to you the type of America a lot of us want but may not get if we lose Trump. The Democrats are right. There are two Americas, Lou says. The America that works and the America that doesn't. The America that contributes and the America that doesn't. It's not the haves and the have-nots. It's the do's and the don'ts. Some people do their duty as Americans, obey the law, support themselves, contribute to society, and others don't. That's the divide in America. It's not about becoming, it's not about income inequality. It's about civic irresponsibility. It's about a political party that preaches hatred, greed, and victimization in order to win elective office. It's about a political party that loves power more than it loves its country. That's not invective that's truth and it's about time someone said it the politics of envy was on proud display a couple weeks ago when president obama pledged the rest of his term to fighting income inequality he noted that some people make more than other people that some people have higher incomes than others and he says that's not right that is the rationale of this thievery the other guy has it and you want it. Obama will take it for you. Vote Democrat. That is a philosophy that pro produced Detroit. It is the electoral philosophy that is destroying America. It conceals a fundamental deviation from American values and common sense because it ends up not benefiting the people who support it, but a betrayal. The Democrats have not empowered their followers. They have enslaved them in a culture of dependence and entitlement, of victimhood and anger instead of ability and hope. The president's premise that you reduce income inequality by debasing the successful seeks to deny the successful the consequences of their choices 
and spare the unsuccessful the consequences of their choices. Because by and large, income variations in society are a result of different choices leading to different consequences. Those who choose wisely and responsibly have a far greater likelihood of success, while those who choose foolishly and irresponsibly have a far greater likelihood of failure. Success and failure usually manifest themselves in personal and financial or personal and fi- family income. You choose to drop out of high school or to skip college, and you are apt to have a different outcome than someone who gets a diploma and pushes on with a purposeful education. You have your children out of wedlock, and life is apt to take one course. You have them within a marriage, and life is apt to take another course. Most often in life, our destination is determined by the choice we take. My doctor, for example, makes far more than I do. There is significant income inequality between us. Our lives have had an inequality of outcome. But our lives also have had an inequality of effort. While my doctor went to college and then devoted his young adulthood to medical school and residency, I got a job in a restaurant. He made a choice. I made a choice. And our choices led us to different outcomes. His outcome pays a lot better than mine. Does that mean he cheated and Barack Obama needs to take away some of his wealth? No, it means we are both free men in a free society where free choices lead to different outcomes. It is not inequality Barack Obama intends to take away. It is freedom. The freedom to succeed and the freedom to fail. There is no true option for success if there is no true option for failure. The pursuit of happiness means a whole lot less when you face the punitive hand of government if your pursuit brings you more happiness than the other guy. Even if the other guy sat on his ass and did nothing, even if the other guy made a lifetime's worth of asinine and short-sighted decisions, Barack Obama and the Democrats preach equality of outcome as a right while completely ignoring inequality of effort. The simple law of the harvest, as you sow, so shall you reap is something applied as the harder you work, the more you get. Obama would turn that upside down. Those who achieve are to be punished as enemies of society, and those who fail are to be rewarded as wards of society. Entitlement will replace effort as the key to upward mobility in American society if Barack Obama gets his way. He seeks a lowest common denominator society in which the government besieges the successful and productive to foster equality through mediocrity. He and his party speak of two Americas, and their gap on power is based on using the votes of one to sap the productivity of the other. America is not divided by the differences in our outcomes. It is divided by the differences in our efforts. It is a false philosophy to say one man's success comes about unavoidably as a result of another man's victimization. What Obama offered was not a solution but a a separatism. He fomented division and strife, pitted one set of Americans against another for his own political benefit. That's what socialists offer. 
Marxist class warfare wrapped up with a bow. Two Americas coming closer each day to proving the truth to Lincoln's maxim that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Lou Holtz. Now that's what we're facing here, not only with Obama, but with a Biden-Kamala Harris presidency. Or if they don't make it, that's what we're faced with the when you have the Democrats dominating in a state like California, it's just going to get screwier and screwier and screwier. That's the way it is. They have a different philosophy, and it's just like the Bible says, people living in sin have a veil over their eyes. And people that believe in socialism are just blind. They're blind as a bat. It doesn't matter what you say to them. They're blind as a bat until they finally achieves some success, and then the government turns right around and takes it from them. Turns right around and takes it from them. Now, the interesting thing to me is that they all want to go uh, follow in China's footstep. They want to turn this country over to China, and I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But before I do, before we get out of, run out of time here in our fourth segment, I want to... Uh, tell you that if you're thinking about remodeling your house and you may think oh i think i'll just you know i got this house paid for right here and are near paid for and i don't want to like move and i'm okay in california right now or whatever state you're in i think if we just fixed up the kitchen fixed up the bath we're really good so if you're in yuba sutter county northern california the you're in a good place. You're in a bad place for a lot of reasons. Because we got some liberals running this state, which is bad. But if you're here and you got your got your house, got your things kind of dialed in, and you want to just upgrade your house, the people to do that is Greenitz Construction. And you can check them out. You don't have to take my word for it. I can just beat my gums here all day. But why don't you go see for yourself? You just go to GreenitzConstruction.com. Green with E-T-Z on the end, GreenettsConstruction.com. Or you can go to Dave Greenett's Construction Facebook page, and you can see some before and after shots. If you, if that's not going to sell you, I, I could get all smooth-tongued and everything, silver-tongued, and, and say a bunch of fancy stuff, but seeing is believing. Go check it out yourself. And um, if you want to see a cool, cool, some amazing, amazing before and after shots and changing the design of bathrooms and kitchens and just making it, it just, it just night and day. It's just night and day. So go check it out. And if you can uh, give him a shout, you can email him. You can text him. His number is 530-682-9602, 530-682-9602. And uh, you can talk to the big kahuna. He didn't even have a secretary. You know, I've been having trouble with uh, Yuba Sutter Disposal, Recology of Yuba Sutter. Usually they're just like like clockwork, but last week they didn't pick up my garbage. Then this week they didn't pick up my garbage. And uh, so you can't talk to them anymore. Back in the day, I used to actually work for Yuba Sutter Disposal or Recology back in the day, and then uh, my life took a different turn. I started working with the church. 
But uh, you used to be able to call out there, and any problem you had, a lady would answer the phone, just say, boom, within 30 seconds, you got it solved. Oh, they forgot that? Oh, we got that. We got you. Address, boom, it's over. Now you can't even, you could, you could, uh, you can, I'm about 30 minutes drive, 15, 20 minutes drive from, from here to the dump. If I got them on the phone, I could drive all the way to the dump with my phone sitting in my lap. They still wouldn't answer. They don't even answer the phone out there no more. They keep telling, the bummer is they keep telling you to call that number and no one ever answers it. So now to, I, and then I posted on their Facebook page. They said they don't like us to, to post on their Facebook page because they don't check it all the time. Then they say to go on their website, and then you got to figure out how to press the right set of letters to contact them on an email. Then you send them an email. Then they call you back, and if you're on the other line, then what they do is tell you to call back to 743-6933 number. Why don't they just tell you they're going to come and get the darn garbage in the morning or in an hour or two? But you just keep going back and forth. It's as if you they want you to wait all day and don't take a phone call until they call. I just said you got horrible service. Sucks. Your service sucks. You can't even get anybody out there to solve a problem. And now they're questioning me tonight. They're questioning me, was your was the, the lid slightly up on your toter? I thought, who gives a damn whether your lid's up on the toter? I don't overfill my toter. If there's something that sticks up, it's odd shape. Yeah, it sticks up. What's the big deal of your lid sticking up? It's incredible. I never had such a thing. I never overfill anything. It's just me. And all of a sudden, well, was this happen? What's that? Why don't you just pick up the doggone, come pick up the garbage? What's the big deal? Oh, I could just dump it out on the street. It'd be easier to just dump it on. That's what the homeless do. And nobody even, everybody's fine with that. Just dump it out on the street. Take a poop right on the street. If I took a poop on the street, they'd probably arrest me. But if a homeless dude did it, it's cool. We're good. Okay. We'll be right back. Uh, we got to start our fifth segment here in just a moment. this great golf course every hole has its own personality that's nice but what's wrong is that this luxury is subsidized by taxpayers that's because the course is owned by yale university which has ironclad tax exemptions yale's elegant dining halls pay no property tax hello yorkside can i help you restaurants in town try to compete but it's hard because we basically pay one-third of our rent in taxes (laughs) It's insane. Their tax-exempt competition gets to spend that money on other things, like a pizza oven. The dining hall where you'll find great food and great friends. This college has a pizza oven. That's why we chose Yale. Yale is basically a money-making machine. Politicians tried to tax Yale, but they cannot. It's written into the Constitution of the state of Connecticut, and they just don't have to pay the way everybody else have to pay. It's a reason the town has a big budget shortfall which they're trying to close by ticketing more cars. That's just what we have to do. That infuriates people who drive. They're giving tickets to everyone out there. 
everyone must pay more because colleges get tax breaks, government grants, and government loans. Their entire business model is actually dependent on the taxpayer. Education researcher Inez Stepman suggests government defund universities. I pushed back. You make it like it's all government money, but people pay their own way. Without that lifeblood of those federal student loans, very few universities in the United States would be able to operate. They really are dependent on that federal interference. They're especially dependent now because college costs so much. When I went, my tuition was less than $2,000. Now it's more than $50,000. Once government increased subsidies for college, Colleges raise tuition prices at four times the rate of inflation. They spend extra money not just on golf courses and fancy food. They're building lazy rivers. They're building rock climbing walls, brand new stadiums. And even special rooms for delicate students. The University of Utah has installed a cry closet. Yes, you can now cry in the privacy of your own tiny closet. Why not spend on everything? Colleges know. They can get more money from you. The largest provider of student financial aid in the country. There is no check um, on, on the cost of a college degree. If students had to walk into Wells Fargo for those loans, Wells Fargo would be looking at whether or not uh, those loans would be paid back. The federal government doesn't ask any of those questions. So money's thrown at students who don't benefit from college. Almost half the students who get loans don't graduate in six years. And instead, what you have is fifty or sixty or eighty thousand dollars in debt um, without the degree to show for it. That's the situation of almost half of students. Many won't ever pay off their loans. When you get these, what do you do with them? <laughs> I put them in a pile and I'm waiting to shred them. Today, American students carry about one and a half trillion dollars in federal student loan debt. So taxpayers lose, students lose. I owe $108,137. The winners are rich colleges. Yale's endowment is $31 billion. Harvard's is even more. Of course, colleges say they deserve every tax break because they're making wiser citizens. They're not making wiser citizens. They're making citizens who hate their country. Most colleges educate mostly rather than indoctrinate. I wish that were true. I was part of the college Republicans, so we were registering voters. Um, and I actually had a professor walk up and spit on me. We had another professor call us the Nazi youth. Um, and these are professors, right? You need to get out. Here a professor tries to find muscle to ban a reporter. Get this reporter out of here. I need some muscle over here. All of this funded by the majority of Americans who do not have a four-year degree. It's offensive that we take dollars out of mechanics' pockets and put them into the pockets of, of largely middle-class and upper-middle-class students. But that's what America does. And sadly, our next president wants even more of it. I can send every single qualified person to a four-year college in their state for $150 billion. A lot of money. And even he's confused about that. After our interview, Mr. Biden's staff told us he misspoke and that the cost of free public college could be twice as much as he said. Any questions? How do I apply? Another thing I've learned being married is uh, we're not always going to see eye to eye on things. You know? No, we won't. And like, for instance, okay, there is a hierarchy in the Latino culture. We don't talk about it, but it's there. There's all kinds of different Latinos, right? 
Mexican, Puerto Rican, Salvadorian, Cuban, Colombian, Dominican, blah, 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 blah. All kinds of us, right? And like my husband, he's Puerto Rican. Okay, any Puerto Ricans here tonight? Hey, all seven of California's Puerto Ricans came out tonight. <laughs> my husband, he's Puerto Rican, right? So he thinks Puerto Ricans are at the top because they have J-Lo. All right, we get it. Team Puerto Rico, one point. Well played. Me, I'm Mexican. Okay, any Mexicans here tonight? So pretty much everybody else. Okay. I'm Mexican, so I think Mexicans are at the top because we have the best food. These are just facts, you guys. Google it if you want to. We're not even like the best in the Latino foods. Like we jumped into regular food category. You know what I mean? Like ask any of your friends what their favorite food is. Nine out of 10 times they're gonna go, oh, uh, favorite food, pizza, Chinese, and Mexican. They don't say Latino. Oh, uh, I like Latino food, all encompassing Latino food. Nah, bro, they say Mexican. That's what's up. I mean, for the most part, people don't even know the difference between us. They think all Latinos eat Mexican food. Ask any random white guy, hey, name a Latino dish that is not Mexican. Uh, fajitas. No, that's Mexican. Quesadilla. No, that's also Mexican. Nacho Belgrande. That's American. <laughs> nice try, Team Mexico, one point. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Doesn't it surprise you? Doesn't it, isn't it odd when somebody gives a land, like the Ubisutter Disposal, Recology, they call themselves now, of Ubisutter. They've had the same landline for 100 years. I've called it numerous times. They still have the same landline. They keep telling me to call their number, but they don't answer their number. Why would they do that unless they're just, unless they're so clueless? How could a garbage company as big as, uh, Golden State Garbage. They got all these garbage companies all up and down California and maybe even other states. And they're so stupid that they tell you to call this number and no one ever answers it. No one ever answers. You don't even leave a message. You can't even leave a message. It just keeps sounding. Music, music, music. Oh, we're so wonderful. We're thankful that you're called. Yeah, we appreciate your business. You know, screw you. Appreciate your business. You know, it's a monopoly, so you got to, you don't have a choice wherever Ubisutter Disposal is to do business with them. Do you know that? You're mandated by law. You got to buy the garbage service, even if you don't want the garbage service. You got to buy it. So I don't mind buying it. I think it's a good value. 
but all of a sudden I got a problem and you can't get through to just explain your problem. That's my problem. A guy missing a garbage can is no big deal to me. Just come back and get it. Just come send somebody over and get it, right? Or get it the next day. I'm patient. I'm good. My problem is you cannot get through to the company. They make a big... How come in, in 2020 the service is crappier than in 1960? You can't even talk to a person. You wonder if there's anybody out there. So some gal calls me. I'm on the other line, right? Because I'm running a trauma intervention program, right? A lot. It's a lot more important than picking up somebody's crap, right? But instead of telling me, okay, we got you, got you, we're going to solve it this way. She says, call the old number. Call the same number. Sorry, we missed you. Call me back. And nobody answers the number. What kind of crazy? And you know something we... They just get all the supervisors and city council just give these guys raises a while back. I'm not, I'm not against a monopoly. I'm just saying what they've created, you know, here's the lie. I, the first time I ever ran in this program, because I, I hardly ever call this, this company. But one day they didn't pick up my garbage. It was something weird happened. So I just dialed the number expecting to talk to a friend out there, right? Some of my friends used to work out there. Some of my lady friends. And they'd say, hey, Lou, what's going on? What can we do for you? You got a problem? I got a problem. Okay, we got you. We'll, we'll solve your problem. How about that? I said, that sounds good to me. I was expecting that. And I got I sat on the phone for 30 minutes. In fact, my neighbor across the street, Dennis, he got so frustrated, he laid the phone and got in his car and drove all the, all the way out to the office and walked in with his phone. And there, he still listened to the thing. on his, He still listened to the recording. And they're in there. It's unbelievable. It's just totally crazy. And they expect us to say, oh, we, we just, we got you. We were like great service. We owe this, we this, that, and the other thing. Lousy service. Then they say, oh, we don't like you to go on our Facebook page. Screw you. I'm going to put on the Facebook page so people can see that you got lousy service. You can't even talk to anybody out there. Crazy. It's crazy. They're not the only ones. You try to talk to a bank, all these people, it's just like, hey, we don't want to have anything to do. We want your money. We want your, we want, oh, we want, we want to keep your money. We want to earn interest on your money. We want to, we want you to pay even, I don't even put my garbage out every week because I don't need to. I just give them a free pass. Let them drive by. I don't have them stop for like a piddly amount in the bottom. Then they say, oh, well, it was the lid sticking up. I said, Screw the lid. Just grab the thing and throw it up in there. Nitpicking me over a dang lid. If I want to overstuff the thing, I'll overstuff it. Just like, jeez, crazy. Just the guy, what's he, one of these drivers smoking crack driving that garbage truck through town? Just come back and get it. Jeez. All right. Okay. So what we have is the Bidens love China, right? Hunter Biden. Well, he loves China and Russia. Oh, yeah, they're making billions over there. He, they love those Chinese folks. They love the, the – I mean, I'm talking about the communists. I like the Chinese people. I like the Russian people. I've been over there in both countries many times. And uh, But the leaders are – they're crooked, and they're, they're corrupt. They'll slit your throat. 
uh, after they give you a ham sandwich. Anyway, uh, I was just I, I've been following for many years, and like a lot of things, uh, I bring th- up to people. They think, "Oh, Lou, you've 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 gone over the edge. You've lost your mind. You you know you're being extremist. You're conspiracy theory." So I. A few few years ago, I ran onto a book called The Slaughter, like slaughterhouse, slaughter cows, sheep. But this is talking about slaughtering human beings and not in war. This is like harvesting human beings. So you have human beings. You know how you ever gone by the Harris Ranch down on I-5, Harris Ranch, and it smells like cattle big time, cattle feedlot, right? So those those Harris Ranch steers down there they're being fattened up and they're waiting to go to the slaughterhouse to become somebody's steak or ribs or whatever right and so the way the chinese operate is and i first read about it in a book called the slaughter uh it'll get your attention uh and it's not conspiracy theory it's the real mccoy and it's a discussion on how that the communists in China are incarcerating millions of people, not for committing a crime like shooting somebody or raping somebody, but for thinking differently than the government and believing different to, differently in the government or believing in a spiritual reality different than the government because they're anti-God. So in the 1990s, there was a group of people that started following a, a teaching and they called them the Falun Gong, F-A-L-U-N-G-O-N-G. And it was a combination of like a little bit of like little dash of Buddhism and then, uh, you know, just in exercises and meditation and, and being honest, being, you know, different principles, godly principles, good principles, right? And a lot of people were being benefited by it. A lot of people got healed by it. They were, they were healthier. They were, they were more relaxed. They were... And at overnight, hundreds of millions of people were following the Falun Gong, and they were doing all these Tai Chi uh, exercises out in the parks, and hundreds of people would be doing it all at one time in unison. So that freaked freaked the Chinese out, so they said, knock it off, we're not going to do that. Well, these people, they it was a practice that was benefiting their health, their well-being, their mental, mental health state. And so they began uh, locking these guys up for just what they believed, their practice. It's like if you practice yoga, they're going to put you in jail. So it's a combination of all these things. And so now they think they've got about a million or so Falun Gong locked up. Well, all of a sudden, people, people's loved ones were dying in jail. And they just said, well, they just came down with something, and they're sorry, but they died. Well, what happened was, is at about the same time is the amount of organs being transplanted into people had really gone up tremendously. Now, in the United States, if you need a kidney or you need a liver, heart, whatever you need, you have to go on a transplant list and be cleared to do that. You have to be a good candidate. And then you have to wait for somebody that's a good match for your DNA, right? And... If somebody doesn't die and die with their uh, <clears throat> heart still pumping but brain dead so the organs stay fresh, those organs are no good to be transplanted. So it's tough to just wait for for the chance of getting somebody that 
gets in a bad accident or gets shot or something like that, and they're able to keep life to the organs, oxygen to the organs, but but maybe they're not able to bring their brain back. So they pull the plug on them, as they say, and then they harvest the organs. But in the United States, the number of organs lags tremendously behind the number of needed organs. So the demand is way bigger than the supply, okay? Um, so I'm going to, there's an article in the the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. It's the best newspaper in the country right now. I subscribe to it. You should too. You can get it electronically or they'll send it to you. So there's an article that says medical field ignoring China's organ harvesting. Um, they're just ignoring it. The experts are, right? You know, there's a lot of things that we thought were abhorrent. We thought they wouldn't dare just kill children, would they? Actually killing a human being, a baby, right up to the time of birth. And now the Democrats said, no, we, we believe that you we can even kill it after birth, after they're born. And if we, we don't think it's a good-looking kid, we're going to kill it. And then we were shocked when, remember Kamala Harris, the Attorney General of California, now she's liable to be Vice President, when they when investigative journalists exposed the fact that Planned Parenthood was not only aborting babies, but they were selling their parts. So there was... You know, so anyway, they were making money coming and going, as they say. Well, instead of Kamala Harris, that's illegal, by the way, what they were doing. But Kamala Harris, instead of prosecuting Planned Parenthood because they had been a big donor of hers, financial donor, she went after the investig investigative reporters and put them in jail. And now they're fighting their case. There's all these things that are going on that you think, you're kidding me, they're actually doing that? So in China, they, like, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, let me just read this to you. It's kind of shocking. It says, among abdominal transplant surgeon Dr. Alexander Toledo's first patients, first patient at UNC Medical Center, that's the University of North Carolina Medical Center. So did you get it? This doctor, he's an abdominal transplant surgeon, Dr. Alexander Toledo. He works at U University of North Carolina Medical Center. One of his first cases was a 41-year-old mother of three diagnosed with liver cancer. The woman's only hope for survival was a liver transplant. But that wasn't an option because she failed to meet transplant criteria, a conclusion validated at several other medical centers. In other words, I don't know what else was wrong with her, but they didn't think she was a worthy recipient of a fresh liver, okay? Even though her liver was cancerous. Meanwhile, <clears throat> non-curative treatments might prolong her life, in other words, radiation or chemotherapy, non-curative, they could help her, but it wouldn't cure her, might prolong her life by maybe six to nine months. So we've got a 41-year-old, she's a young woman, right? 
Mother of three certainly wanted to transplant. They said, no, you're not a good candidate for what doesn't go into details here. Now, check this out. Check this out. This is like mind blowing. And I, I know this is going on because I'm over in China. But two months later, the woman returned to the clinic with a new liver. Just like she went down to Target and got herself a liver or Walmart. Said, I got myself a liver. I don't need you. I got myself a liver and they put it in there. Is that amazing? 60 days later. This is an amazing article. Two months later, the woman returned to the clinic with the, to see the transplant specialist and said, I got myself a liver. She had flown from North Carolina to China, and she got herself a transplant. Wang! No waiting around. No years of getting sick. She just went over there. They took, a, took her a blood check, blood test, matched it up with some DNA. They said, we're good to go. She paid them the money, and they plopped a new liver right in her, right in her gut. Says she had received a liver transplant essentially on demand. Now, I've been in Asia many, many times over the years. People ask me how many. I said I lost count. That's how many. So you'll go to a restaurant in Asia, and um, they'll have fish ponds out back, right? Fresh fish. You know, not fresh fish bought, brought in from the Pacific Ocean a few days ago, or maybe two days ago. The fish is swimming in the water right there. And they go out there. And they net up the fish, whack him in the head, gut him, and that's fresh, right? Fresh. The dude was just flopping around there 10 minutes before you, before they, you got it on your plate. Boom. Fresh fish, right? They're getting fresh livers, hearts, kidneys, eyes, everything you could transplant, they're getting on demand, you know how they're getting them on demand? The prisoners that are in those prisons, the inmates that are in those prisons, these they didn't just suddenly die and they preserved their oxygen flow. <clears throat> they harvested their parts and told their, their families that they died of, a, you know, fell off a tall, tall place or something. That's what's going on here. This is so fascinating. And it's finally getting out into the uh, main main deal. So it says, uh, <coughs> so this goes on to say, she had received a liver transplant essentially on demand, which of course raised questions as to the source of the organs. Toledo, he's a surgeon, Toledo said, uh, of the 2008 case during an online panel hosted by UNC Center for Bioethics. Bioethics means, are what is what we're doing ethical? Killing, harvesting children in their mother's womb and selling their body parts? Taking a living person that's, that's serving time because they don't agree with the philosophy of the communist government? And you just decide that we need that guy's liver because that's a hundred grand right there. It says in normal medical procedures, the primary source for a liver transplant is a deceased donor or in some cases a living donor. In the case of a woman's surgery, 
in China, there was no meaningful donor information provided to the family beyond that the donor was young and healthy. Is that just freaky sounding to you? Said, yep, for 100000 for seventy five, whatever they paid for a liver. You say, well, where did this liver come from? Well, it was from a young and healthy donor. The dude was alive reading a book, and we took him in and popped his liver out and knocked him in the head and buried him. Said the mysterious information prompted Toledo to start digging. He found disturbing evidence that the Chinese regime was harvesting organs from prisoners of conscience for sale in the transplant market. I know people right now that need need transplants. It's interesting, you know. What would you do? What would you do? You need you, your kidneys are gone, right? And you can wait but you're probably not going to be able to wait long enough for kidneys to pop up in the United States. But if you make a phone call to China or email and um, you fly over there, they will draw your blood, find you a couple kidneys, and you, they'll put them in right there, and you can rest up, and then, they'll, then you fly home, and you'll have yourself two kidneys, and you'll go on a living. Or you could die. What would you do? knowing that those kidneys are going to end the life of a mother or father or brother or sister that didn't do anything wrong other than believe differently than the government. Now, the other day, I got a text from a friend in Vietnam, and he was up in a village, and I won't mention the people's names. It was the tribal people. And he, she, he says, see this lady right here? And I'm looking at the photo of this lady. He says her husband is doing 16 years. He's a pastor. And he's doing 16 years in prison here in North Vietnam, the central Vietnam. And uh, and he says, and I said, why? And he says, uh, well, he, he he got contrary with the, he said things on Facebook or said things that the government didn't like. I said, well, do you have, what's his name? So he gave me his name, right? And he said, well, he said, I said, is there anything written about him? He says, well, over here in Vietnam, you can't find anything on the Internet about him. But maybe you could find something. So to find the rest of the story, I'm going to take a break right now. And then we'll come back for our last segment. And I'll tell you what I found. speaking out tonight at the right-leaning Federalist Society. Alito saying that in certain corners of the country, religious liberty is becoming a disfavored right. He condemned Washington state for requiring pharmacies to carry Plan B, which he says destroys an embryo at fertilization. Criticized Nevada for opening up casinos before churches, saying there's no blackjack clause in the Constitution. But here's what's really creating a firestorm tonight. All summer long, there has been a political fight over the role of scientists like Dr. Anthony Fauci in public policy decisions and how the Democrats say they will defer to the experts. Well, Alito, a noted conservative justice, had this to say about it tonight. 
Just as the COVID restrictions have highlighted the movement toward rule by experts, litigation about those restrictions has pointed up emerging trends in the assessment of individual rights. We have never before seen restrictions as severe, extensive, and prolonged as those experienced for most of 2020. The COVID crisis has served as a sort of constitutional stress test. And in doing so, it has highlighted disturbing trends that were already present before the virus struck. Rule by experts and unprecedented restrictions. Keep those comments in mind as the Biden team of coronavirus experts sounds open to lockdowns and national mask mandates, how it all figures together in the debate. Conservatives worry that too much power in anybody's hands, even scientists and doctors, can lead to fundamental rights being trampled like religious liberty. And that critical issue is before the high court tonight in a brand new emergency appeal. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote to whoa, be whoa, whoa. I, I... Before we start, y'all, tomorrow is the big day. I'm releasing my first song ever on Friday, November 13th at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. The music video is gonna be up on my channel tonight as a premiere so you can receive a notification when it goes live tomorrow at 5 p.m. The song is called 2020 Anthem and yes, you guessed it, it's all about the BS politics of 2020. It's gonna be on every major listening platform tomorrow as well so you can download it. I'm super excited for y'all to hear this. So y'all know that I'm not a huge fan of news companies because it's a huge manipulation of the US. And they lie by omission all the time, just like a five-year-old would. Good job, Johnny. Just the other day, Fox News interrupted a press conference with one of Trump's team members because she was talking about illegal votes. Like he literally stopped her in the middle of it. I just think we have to be very clear that she's charging, uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I wanna make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up, but that's an explosive charge to make that the other side is effectively rigging and cheating. Oh, oh, okay, so dead people are allowed to vote. That makes less sense than Joe Biden trying to teach a speech therapy class. I'll leave an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. But Joe Biden and the media want to act like nothing is going on and that he is going to be the next president of the United States. Look, people, if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty good at gathering intelligence. If I'm able to find something out in the middle of nowhere because we still all have the internet, what do you think Trump is going to be able to find? If you look long and hard enough, you can always find out information about something. Maybe next time you'll think twice before you take pictures pictures of you smoking dope, Hunter. So these news companies not being honest and acting like there is nothing going on does two things. First off, they are trying to eliminate freedom of speech. If I wanna go on Facebook right now and put something about the election, you put some evidence on there that actually shows some sort of voter hoax, they'll put an actual thing over the video that says false information or missing context. It's like we're in kindergarten again and they're putting all of the kids on the red team in timeout because they're beating the blue team way too much. Oh good, that's great.
Secondly, they're letting the left celebrate this presidency like it's written in stone. Realistically, it's about as legit as a kid writing that information down with a crayon and them just taking the kid's word for it. If we have learned anything about 2020, besides the fact that you can now make a withdrawal at a bank looking like a robber, and they don't care, it's that the left will riot and destroy cities over an issue that was made up by some leftist hippie-brained guy in his grandmother's basement. Imagine the outrage that the left is going to have, thinking that they've won, listening to the media, and then all of a sudden it's turned over and Trump wins. It'd be like you winning the lottery because you made a fake ticket, and then a month later them seeing it and saying, oh, I'm sorry, you actually had this ticket printed in China, so we can't accept it. You're fake. The music video and the song's coming out tomorrow, people. So anyway, I was watching, uh, I was looking at this picture of this lady, nice lady, carrying some, some stuff out of the farm field. Uh, maybe she was working the rice that day. And so he said the guy's name. And so I said, well, you know, what's, what's his story? I mean, is there a human rights group that's helping him? What's up? And so he gave me his name. He said, well, why don't you look it up over there? So I did, and I found him. There's, there's articles online over here about that they human rights people are saying he's being unjustly held and persecuted for his faith because he, he wants more freedom. It's all he's doing is standing up for freedom. That's the very thing this election right now is about between Trump, Pence, and Biden-Harris is about freedom. It's about people having the opportunity to go to work. It's about people to determine, I don't want to wear a mask. It's about freedom to determine, I'm not going to stand six feet apart. It's about people that are going to say, I'm going to have 50 people over for Thanksgiving. That's my family. This may be the last Thanksgiving I'm ever alive. I'm going to enjoy my Thanksgiving with my family, right? That's freedom. And uh, as opposed to the government telling you every move to make, right? you got to stay in your home. You can't leave your home. You got to close down your business. You know, we're getting a taste of what communism is, folks, and we're and and most people are bound down to it. It's sad, but it's uh, not everybody. There are some warriors out there, but there's a lot of people that are just they're brain dead. Not physically brain dead, but they're intellectually brain dead. They're they're gone. You know, your freedom is an intellectual thing. Jesus said, know the truth. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. How does that set you free? You mean you're locked up in a physical jail? Not necessarily. No. Nope. You can be locked up in your own mind. You can be totally screwed up. You can be walking around having a sandwich and just be just as in total bondage. That's why Jesus says, you, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus was into setting his—over and over, he says, I'm, I came to set the captives free. Some of them were in jail. 
but most of them were were in a, a jail of their own making or their own ignorance. Their ignorance kept them in bondage. You know, it's kind of like the, the guy that takes the elephant and trains it from the time he's a little guy, and then he just takes a, <clears throat> a little rope around the elephant's foot and just ties it to something, and it's not really hardly even tied. A kid could pull it apart. But the ele- elephant's fooled that, that he's in total control of this guy because he has been always. So you're psychologically uh, manipulated. You're psychologically beat by thinking, I got to wear this mask. Oh I've, had, oh, I've had people just rail on me around town here. Oh, you, you know, you, you know, you, who do you think you are? You're going to get everybody sick. You're going to, people are just out of their minds. They're, they're, they're absolutely crazy. Dr. Lou is, is the, she's a deception artist. Dr. Lou uh, should have her license removed and she should be run out of town. But we got, she's got those 10 nutless supervisors so wrapped around her finger that they couldn't, they can't find their way out of a, a wet paper bag. They're totally screwed. And when you have your leadership of your community screwed, you're screwed. Uh, because they are undermining every, they're undermining your work, your ability to get anything done. Now, the truth, knowledge will set you free. Knowledge will set you free. When the first time I read that a mask was no good on the front of your face, to, to, that the bacteria and the viruses will go right through that, doctors tell me that, and I read all about on masks, and uh, I thought, you know something, these guys, these guys are running a, a scam, a prank. That's what they're doing. They're running a prank. And in, in Russia right now, we got the Bidens, or in China and in Russia, but China, they want to turn over this country to the Chinese. That's what Obama was doing. Do you, do you remember when Trump was saying when he came in how the Chinese were um, were taking five hundred billion, five hundred billion a year out of here? You know how they were doing that? Because we were shutting down our manufacturing, giving them all the work, and we weren't charging them any tariffs are very, very low, and they, they were charging such high tariffs for any of our people to sell products over there that no one would bother even trying. So when Trump said, ain't going to happen no more, it's over, uh, that, that is hard on China because they have a bajillion people working every day. In fact, there's one factory, one factory in Shenzhen, which is just across the border. You can get across the border by train on the Luwu Crossing. You can just walk right across. After you get off the train, you're in Shenzhen. They have one factory that has 80,000 people working in it. One factory. And they live there. They don't even go home. They live there, and they have grocery stores there as a part of the factory. They have kindergartens. And you don't get your own room. You have the rooms are stocked, chuck full of mainly women that are all limited dorm. They call it, there's a book. In fact, there's a book. You can look it up if you want to read it called the factory girls. It's not about prostitution. Factory girls are just the life of leaving the village where you worked in the rice and you farmed vegetables and stuff and lived with your family, raised your family, married the boy down the street, down the dirt path. 
and you you got together with him you you raised rice you raised vegetables just like your families did but the factory goes about the immigration of all these millions and millions of young boys and girls into Shenzhen and other big factory centers but Shenzhen's one of the biggest and and then you live in these dorms and that's all you do is live sleep and work 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 not much left to do called the factory girls and um so when when somebody like Donald Trump says you guys are either going to open up and we're going to plan a level playing field to do business together or we're just going to put the kibosh on some of your products well they can't do that if you've got mi- hundreds of millions of workers producing all this stuff and all of a sudden you don't need it anymore now I know for a fact right now because I ship stuff to Cambodia every week so, excuse me every month couple shipments every month 40 foot 40 foot containers to orphans that there's been an announcement that the chinese this is even before the election happened right before the election the chinese are releasing all these containers so many containers that they don't even want to receive containers coming back you know the big container ships are coming over and then you'd think they would fill them and get and get money for filling them again on this end and shipping them back to somewhere on the other side of the pacific but they want to get them back to china so fast that they'll take empties back they don't even want to wait to ship them back to cambodia or thailand or singapore or whatever because China is dumping all kinds of goods over here. What do you think's going on? Something's going to change here, right? If, if this Biden Harris thing goes through, and because they said they contacted me, because I work with the freight forwarders, and they said, "Hey, we're going to have trouble shipping your stuff, getting out of the country. It's going to be a big problem getting your stuff out, because China is shipping all their stuff over, and then they're they're just." They're paying so much to ship over to the to the freight companies that the freight companies it's it's better for them to just send the empties back immediately on a ship of empties and get the high price that China's willing to pay to just dump dump into the United States. I want you to think about that. So they knew this was going down with this election. They planned it, and China's been waiting to take Trump out because he is in the way for a total worldwide global takeover that's going on right now. And essentially China is going to be running the U.S., running the U.S. So that's just the way that is. So you can read all about it in the the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. And I even think you can get a probably a starter look at it for a dollar or two, you know. In fact, I got one they just sent me in my post office box just give me a complimentary copy they didn't know i was the same guy that already subscribed it's the, my favorite read every week the epoch times it will shock you how great this new you've never seen a newspaper as quality as the epoch times it will it'll blow your mind i'm telling you it will blow your mind when you read it you'll be you'll think my goodness i was sitting in a um Getting my Honda worked on, worked on, and I knew this guy he used to be a professor at Yuba College in economics or math, can't remember which. And I don't know whether he was reading it or he told me about it. He said the Epoch Times. I said, oh, I didn't know. I don't. I said I've heard about it, but I've never read it. He said, oh, Lou. He said you could read on it all week. It's a weekly. You just go get it once a week. 
He said, there's so much information in there, it's unbelievable. So I just went home and ordered it. thought, this is, this is good. This is good. When a professor's telling you something's good, then he's a Christian guy. He happens to be a Christian guy, so I respected his word. Now, check this out. <clears throat> this is Archbishop of the Catholic Church. Now, the Catholics are squirrely. Some of these boys are really squirrely. They like to have sex with little boys and sometimes little girls. Uh, some of these, these uh, celebrate, I got that in quotes, celibate priests. So Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigiano, Vigiano, Carlo Vigiano, has written an open letter to President Donald Trump claiming that the COVID-19 pandemic is part of a plot to impose a health dictatorship and that Trump is the final garrison in stopping the agenda. Can you see now how they're going to pull out all the stops? I just don't know why they haven't shot him That's the, or poisoned him or shot him or something. I mean, in Russia, they always poison everybody. I just don't understand it, but they're just pulling all the stops out to destroy the entire country to get this guy out of the way. It has nothing to do with Trump. That it is, it's just who he, who he is. He isn't a part of the system. He isn't a part of the swamp. Vigiano is a noted figure in the Catholic Church, having served as apostolic nuncio to the United States. From Anyway, I won't get into all that detail. In his letter, the archbishop asserts that the coronavirus pandemic is an integral part of the spiritual warfare being waged between good and evil. This guy's got some beef here, this uh, Carlo. We see, he says, we see heads of nations and religious leaders pandering to the suicide of Western culture. I want you to listen to this. This is what's going on in this election right now. We see heads of nations and religious leaders pandering to the suicide of Western culture and, and its Christian soul. That's what this is about, people. It's putting down the Western culture, which is the Constitution of the United States of America, the Declaration of Independence. It's, it's our Judeo-Christian foundation, the church. Isn't it interesting? They shut down all the churches, right? And then they can't sing. Then they can't do this. Then they get to six, every other pew six feet apart. The limit, 20, 25% capacity, right? But you could, you, could go to a, uh, you could go to a riot. You could, you could do a lot of, you can go to a lot of other things. While the fundamental rights of citizens and believers are denied in the name of a health emergency that is revealing itself more and more fully as an instrument to the establishment of an inhuman, faceless tyranny. Carlo then outlines the full agenda behind the Great Reset. Remember what I told you about Schwab? Now I'm going to read this to you. This is what's going down, people. This is not conspiracy theory. This is what is happening today. The purpose of the Great Reset, says Vigiano, is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of a liberty-cidal, not, not a suicidal, but liberty-cidal, a killing of liberty, measures, hidden behind tempting promises of ensuring a universal income and canceling individual debt. Remember I told you about this? <clears throat> They'll say, we're going to wipe out your debt, but we want your property. Nobody's going to own any property anymore. That's exactly what Vietnam did when they took over. And they starved to death until they actually allowed people to farm their own property again. 
people were eating bugs. There was nothing to eat. The price of these concessions from the International Monetary Fund will be the renunciation of private property and the adherence to a program of vaccination against COVID-19 and COVID-21 promoted by Bill Gates with the collaboration of, of the main pharmaceutical groups. Beyond the enormous economic interests that motivate the promoters of the Great Reset, the imposition of the vaccination will be accompanied by the requirement of a health passport and digital ID. I want you to think about that. The digital ID is going to come in when they give you the vaccination. It's going to have a, a, a chemical in it that will not leave your body and will attach to your DNA. That will be your digital ID. The health passport is a will uh, be an assurance of paperwork or, a, or some kind of indication on your body that you have had the vaccine. With the consequence, Consequent talk, contact tracing of the population of the entire world. In other words, they can track everybody. They can track everybody technologically. Not, they're not going to talk about contact tracing like, oh, did you have sex with so-and-so because he has syphilis, right? That's, that's one type of tracing, contract tracing. This is a te technological tracing because they put something in your body that will forever be there. And they could they could watch it, just like if they put a uh, just like they put a a chip in a dog's neck, and you could always find your dog. Those who do not do not accept these measures, according to the archbishop, will be confined in detention camps or placed under house arrest, and all their assets will be confiscated. Bijanio dis discussion. Of the Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It's an openly stated goal embraced by the world economic foreign globalists like Klaus Schwab. Remember Klaus Schwab just a few minutes ago? Who asserts in his new book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, that the world will never return to normal. All right. Before we we're down to little about three minutes i just want to give a shout out to the plumbing doctor i had to have them come over and fix my faucet this week they came right over boom i couldn't get the hot water to turn off properly and uh it was bugging me and i don't have all the tools to fuss with it in the time so i just had them come over they had it fixed in about 20 minutes 15 minutes they just had to run down and get apart boom fix it up if you've got a plumbing problem in yuba sutter counties you need to solve it in fact, it was a female team of plumbers that came in. I even I liked both of them. They're nice people. Plumbing doctor, 530-671-9111. No one, he says, until last February would ever have thought that in all of our cities, citizens would be arrested simply for wanting to walk down the street to breathe, to want to keep their businesses open. To want to go to church on Sunday. Yet now it is happening all over the world, writes Vigino, adding that the goal is to make <coughs> excuse me, make transition to the new world order almost painless and unnoticed. He spares no sympathy for Pope Francis, who he accuses of aiding this agenda in order to defend and promote the globalist ideology, supporting the agenda of the deep church. 
not the deep state, the deep church, he calls it, who chose who chose him from its ranks. <laughs> Calling President Trump the final garrison against the world dictatorship, the archbishop dismisses the idea of Joe Biden impeding this agenda, noting that he is a black mailable. He is blackmailable and will be used to allow illegitimate powers to interfere in both the domestic politics as well as international balances before being willingly or swiftly replaced. You get that? He's going to allow them in before being swiftly replaced. Joe does not have long for this world. That letter also sparks a defiant tone in noting that many people will resist the Great Reset because they do not obey like machines, because they are endowed with a soul and a heart, because they are tied together by a spiritual bond that draws its strength from above, from that God that our adversaries want to challenge. The Great Reset is destined, he thinks, to fail because those who planned it do not understand that there are still people ready to take to the streets to defend their rights to protect their loved ones, to give a future to their children and grandchildren. Now, this Saturday, and each Saturday for a while, at noon, the Freedom Angels are organizing a protest at the Capitol. Bring down your signs, uh, wear your, with your patriotic garb, and uh, protest the ripping off of this election and also the closing down of this state. We're done for this week. And uh, thank you for listening, and let's keep the faith. Try to keep your chin up. Encourage one another. I know it's a difficult time. Uh, go to church and uh, find a church that's open and, and get your worship on, and uh, get it on, man. Get into the Bible, pray, and uh, let's all stick together, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them. Sugar to kiss, sugar to kiss.